0: Hey, this is Chuck and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Nick from Rock City Music. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands and I am talking to Nick from Rock City Music Company in Livonia, Michigan. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. And we've got a few fans uh let's see. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> we've got uh, uh let's see, Maddie, Carrie, Mary Kay, and we've got a few joining, Brian, uh Tony, and we've got Wolf. So how's everybody doing?
1: Fantastic. Uh,
0: awesome, awesome. So Absolutely this uh, yeah, well, that's great. So this is actually a, like a really cool uh episode of Fans with Bands. I mean, all of them are fun. But in this case, Rock City Music Company is an actual independent music store. You guys sell instruments and buying all an CDs. You got the the full line of of music paraphernalia out there. So you're kind of the place where fans and bands get together, you know, to do what they need, what they do. And I think it's great, you know, especially now with, um, you know, the big box stores, you know, the Amazons, the Music friend, um, Sweetwater, um, which those guys, you, if you buy anything from them, I, they will be calling your ass.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's 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 super cool to see like a, a local store doing stuff and uh, doing it in a really great way. So I'm curious from a, um as being a patron of patron of the store uh, to hear what other folks. Uh, their stories were as far as like how they got into how did they find rock city music and what do you love about that store and maybe what's the last thing you bought there uh so maddie i i i know you and uh we'll start with you (laughs)
1: well good to see you um this is uh a nice little shindig put together so that uh especially during these closed off months where there's uh less human contact it's good to Get in contact with the people that we see, uh, that we miss at shows, and just the little yeah. things that we take uh, for granted. Just you know, meeting up uh, like at the local shop, you know, looking for records, whatever. And right running into people and meeting people, like uh, how I met you. Just kind of like, oh, we're gonna go see, uh, you know, Judas Priest and let's right. a pint before you know. So that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, pretty much the same way I fell in with Rock City. Um, I wanted to visit there. I went there, checked out the store, and was. Just blown away it was just a place I just wanted to hang out and uh, be a part of. And then I saw that they were looking for an um, internet salesperson and I uh, just kind of applied without knowing anybody there and uh, they gave me a chance. And apparently my interweb skills were good enough to get on this show. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll hand me back, but no, uh, I yes, is- my wife, <laughs> honey, could you mute that? Honey,
2: could you, could you mute that,
1: honey? Okay, then. Anyway, uh, that's
3: uh, Carrie, the real brains behind the operation here. But, uh, no, I... Uh, we needed Carrie helping me, apparently, because as soon as I started uh, hooking things up, everything went wrong. So, apparently, my interweb skills aren't even that much higher than yours,
4: Matt.
1: I would say uh, we're about in the same... Uh, we're more of the analog-type people. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so they... Uh, gave me a shot to work there some uh part-time hours but it was uh it was more just about being there and being part of a it was a family atmosphere and just a really great place and uh uh it's it's a simple analogy but uh, i mean uh it felt like home it was just a great place and uh i go out of my way to get there and tell people to go there and they always go back and so do i so
4: awesome very cool very cool
0: uh let's see uh tony can you hear us are you are you there Oh Tony, Tony may be a lurker. Is that TFM?
3: No, that's doubtful. TFM's probably in bed right now.
0: <laughs> uh, let's try maybe Sean. Hey, are you there, Sean? Yep, yeah, I'm here. All right. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what a great name. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Are you related to uh Steve Iserman, Sean Y? <laughs>
2: Yeah, totally related. He's my bud. <laughs> all
0: right. So I think no, I will no.
3: say I will say that one thing. I think all all of these people on this stream, meaning myself, you, Chuck, and uh, Sean Tapatio, and uh, Maddie Ray, all have in common is we were all at the uh, infamous Getty Lee event.
0: Yes, yes, that was fantastic too. Holy cow! Who so, Was that Letty Gee? What, what did is he uh,
1: I think I've heard of him. I he think, plays bass. Yeah. Oh, I, then I, know I him. think he's a fan of yours, man. Then I know him. I know him. All right. What's up, kid?
0: So, Sean, uh, how did you become a aficionado of Rock City Music?
2: Well, uh, I've been going to Rock City since they opened. I've known Nick for a long time. Uh, I even went to the uh, old store quite a few times before they moved. And, uh, just, it's always been my place to go to get records, uh, just hang out with the people that work there. All the staff is just great people. And, uh, it's just probably one of my favorite stores to go to. Very cool. What's, oh, well,
3: thank you.
0: What's one, your fa- yeah. what's one of your favorite purchases from there?
2: Um, Springsteen probably, yeah, it's gotta be the Springsteen box. Awesome.
0: Very nice. Yeah.
2: Very nice.
0: <laughs> cool, man. So I got a, uh, I have a question for you, Nick. Uh, yes. You know, I think you started uh, Rock City about six years ago. I think this year is your sixth year, correct?
3: That, that is correct. So actually what where it started, I started working at, at uh, Blues Airmen in Michigan when I was 16. And I worked for a family friend there. And uh, about the time I was 20... He decided he wanted to retire, so um, it was sort of like I figure out a way to own and buy the store or get a real job, and I wasn't going to be good at a real job, so <laughs> I figured th- I figured out how to do that, and uh, I ended up owning Blues Airman for four years, and uh, and then I moved to Livonia and rebranded as Rock City Music. We did the move in in uh, less than seven days, moved wow. the entire the number of
0: uh 2015 oh cool cool Uh,
3: so yeah
0: so 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 just a note nick your audio is kind of uh pausing halting a little bit so
3: that's weird yeah can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you now (laughs) Uh, i don't know yeah it's crazy i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) so that's exactly where i was uh you know going with my question is like how did you get started and was there any i mean to me if i was doing that i would have been scared shitless because you know it just seems like it would be really difficult to start an independent store or or just keep an independent store going have you found that it's been um i guess How has the business business been? Have you been received well by the local community? Do you feel like you've established yourself enough that you are able to compete with the large big box stores that are, um, you know? Well,
3: I I think um, the the community um, has always been great. The the playing community, meaning the guys that go out and play in bands and gig and the people that live around the store have always been great and super supportive Um, but to answer your question about just competing it's always hard it's a daily struggle I mean um we live in a world I think where it's more about convenience and cheapness than it is about the quality of service and that's that's a shame you know I think yeah. there's a, a there's a ton of people that still appreciate that and that's why I think we have a growing customer base and fan base but there's a lot of people that you know they want to sit in their underwear on their couch and get it there <laughs> as fast as they can for the cheapest that they can yeah. and they don't you know they don't necessarily care who they're taking down with it um, you know so that that's that's always the struggle you know is is how do you continue to offer the great service and people in, in a in a time where it's so technology
0: based you know right? And I think Manny hit on a good point, though, when he talked about like the atmosphere at the store and Sean did, too, of that, you know, the, the, the staff that you have that work in there are really, uh, you know, they're into music. They're also very friendly and receptive. You feel that you that your kind of your company, uh, I would say, like motto or ethos is to try to cultivate that to make sure that people feel really comfortable just to come hang out check out some stuff. They might not buy something right today, but yes. they're, you know, they're there. They can go check out an album, do this and then come back and say, you know what? I really want to get that orange amp. I've been fucking with it for a week. And I want to. Yeah,
3: anything. absolutely. No, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's the, the neighborhood place, you know, it's, it's when you come in, we want to know your name so that we can remember it. And, and we want to know you, but, you know, Matt said, uh, it, we, we try to make it more of a family based thing you know we want um everyone to feel comfortable and yes building that from the ground up is how it happens getting people to come in and see the records and see the gear and let them know that we have it is how we we continue to um meet new people and that that's why doing the events have always been so important to me you know having having the people we've had in whether it be Glenn Hughes or Gary Holt or Getty Lee or any of yeah. those people, it brings in a whole new clientele that maybe weren't familiar with Rock City and had never been there before.
0: Yeah, well, I was super pissed that I missed the—I—I I don't know what the hell was going on, but I—I I missed uh, Gary uh, from Exodus because I was a like, good one. Oh. I love that guy. I was so glad I got you know I actually like. Um, busted out of work, so probably if anybody's watching from work, they're like, "Oh, that's where you were." Yeah, Your I was secret like, is safe with me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not missing Getty Lee, God damn it. And I actually <laughs> saw somebody from work there. It was really funny. She goes, "You're you're a Getty Lee. You're a Rush fan?" Like, uh, hell yeah. You're like, who is it? It was Alex
1: Lifeson with a mustache on, and he was like in line waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you too, huh?
3: Yeah. yeah, we we had we had um we had Gary Holt twice, and he's just a That guy is something else, man. I mean, just as a guitar player and as as a human, he's just a great dude, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: So how did those events get started? I mean, what was the... um, How did you end up getting those folks out there? And what was that like?
3: Well, some of them... It's it's you know doing it through the companies that they're endorsed by like uh... Gary Holt for example we carry ESP LTD product and he is an uh, an endorsee of that he has a signature uh... three signature models actually um, from from them so when he's on the road you know we like to we we reach out to these to these companies and say hey would Gary be interested coming in performing doing a meet and greet signing autographs etc and sometimes the companies don't want to do it sometimes the artists don't want to do it but I've found that a lot of these guys are open to it and you know they they want to meet everybody face to face they want to shake hands Gary's definitely one of those people um the Getty Lee thing honestly Chuck was a, was a shot in the dark man I, he had he had that he had the beautiful book of bass coming out and I knew right. he had been doing events and I sent an email and I didn't hear anything about it for a few months and then on a Thursday I had actually left the shop early which I almost never do I'm there open to close pretty much every day and my manager at the store Scotty called me I was in my driveway and he goes they're just called here and they want to know if they can, we can do this event next Tuesday. They're going to call you in like five minutes. And uh, <laughs> I, I said, yeah, And I mean, it was unbelievable. So Megan is, is Getty's manager and she calls and she just rattled it off. Like we're flying in from St. Louis and then we got to go to Chicago. We got a real tight window. We can do it. I looked at your place. I think it would be great. Here's how we're going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Can you do it? Yes or no. I need an answer oh, right now. And it was like, fuck yeah, we can, <laughs> we're going to figure out a way we can do it, you know, and, uh, and we did, I mean, we had four days notice and obviously you were at the event, we had yeah. 600 people and, you know, it was a lot of people to move through, but you know, we just, we, you know, you got to rise to the occasion. And that was one of those things, I, the, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, no, it's but awesome. Go for it. Know, the, the, what I was getting to was, uh, Megan Getty's manager at the end of our phone conversation, she said, you see what happens when you send random emails? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I was like.
2: <laughs>
3: I
1: mean, that but that shows what kind of place it is. It's it's a place you want to go. It's a place I choose to go. It's a place that I look forward to going to and making a trip. And it's, <laughs> it's
0: yeah. the best. Yeah. So- Thank you. So I don't want to uh, monopolize all the questions. Anybody else have any questions for Nick? Oh. Oh. I know. I know most
3: of the people on here, so I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to get thrown some uh, <laughs> embarrassing shit.
2: <laughs> Anybody?
1: I have one. Go for it. Uh, this is the, a tough one. What was the moment you knew that this was what you wanted to do, and you were going to take that step and? start a place like this
3: well um i would say like like i said a little bit ago when when i was at blues airman and and was running that place for a few years um we were excelling and we were doing well but i quickly figured out like we were going to be maximized pretty quickly in the location we were in it was small and we couldn't get any more lesson rooms and we couldn't get new gear and and it was sort of just this, like, put up or shut up type thing. You know, you got to go for it or don't. And I, I think at that moment I was 25, you know, and I was like, okay, well, if I do this for five years or if it fails in the next couple of years, I'll still be under 30. So I can figure, <laughs> right. I can figure talking, out something else I can do, you know.
1: But I'm t- talking before that, like, eh, I get to 25. I'm talking before that which that's where the guts kick in, where you were like, I'm going to do this before all that.
3: Well, I think it was, you know, I had been working in the store since I was 16 and I got to where Dave was going to, he was going to retire. That was the guy I worked for. And like I said, it was either, I got, I had to find something else to do or do this. And I felt like I could really excel in this. And I felt like this was something I was going to be, passionate about and some and I, it, it's it's crazy to me because where we're at right now um almost 10 years ahead of of the conversation i had with myself what we have now is the vision i had in my head at that point of what i wanted to do you know the records and the yeah and the you know all of that yeah, yeah i wanted to do i wanted to do that then but i didn't have the means to and i had to learn and i had to do you know i had to start over basically grind it out but now here we are, you know,
1: um, yeah, that sounds great, and I think the future is bright as far as if this is if this was your goal, uh, the future is very bright,
3: yeah, well, I appreciate that. it's always Matt probably knows better than almost anybody it there's a lot of moments where it's frustrating, and you start going, "I don't know what I'm doing, and nah. you know what you know, but then but then something comes along. Like those events, like I just mentioned, those, the Getty Lee thing, or we get a new brand, or even a customer coming in and just being stoked to get their guitar. You know, it, yeah. it, re, it revitalizes you and what you're doing. Well, that's you know? music.
1: Like, you, you had those moments, and they're few and far between where what hair or what hair you have left gets blown back. <laughs> There's an experience here. no you you shared a show or between the musicians or you're playing or photography or any part of it all it all comes together and i think it's hard to put into words but i think those moments happen and yeah i guess that's all i'm saying but those moments no yeah I, I, you're absolutely yeah, right I, i've I mean, seen them i've seen them happen at that store i've been a part of it i've been as a guest i've been you know helping the line talking to everybody else it's there's lots of moments there.
3: I mean, that's I, what makes it beautiful. The, the things for me, like the probably, even the, the Getty Lee thing was huge, but the, my biggest like pinch me moment that it was I had okay. it was doing, cool. Getty Lee was cool. doing this was, um, you know, I'm a massive deep purple fan. I've been a deep purple fan since I was 10. And when we had Glenn Hughes in the store of deep purple, that was like the biggest, like, what the fuck? How did I get here? Moment, like, because it, I, I just kept thinking, like, if ten-year-old Nick knew this, he'd, he'd be like pissing himself. I was hey, listen, pissing man. myself at twenty-eight. Listen, you know, listen,
1: fuck, fuck you. <laughs> at, at, thirty-nine, I got to lift him into his, in your truck. <laughs> it was very light. That's, that's true. That's true. He did. That's awesome. Yeah, Lay as a feather. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, carry, I carry Glenn Hughes, Goddamn it. <laughs>
0: Does anybody, uh, anybody else have any questions for Nick?
2: Here's a question. Oh. Of all the people that you've had doing events in your stores, who among them have commented on the uh,
3: array of Bruce Springsteen memorabilia in your office? Oh. oh, hands down, there's only one answer to this, and it was the struts. Um, oh, really? Yeah, the Struts were like they were ri- they were definitely ribbing me about it. They were like the the Luke, the singer from the Struts was like, "Hey, thanks for having us, but sorry we're not the boss." But he kept, he kept making cracks about it. So, it was it was definitely the Struts um who else? I'm trying to think who else said anything about it. Steve Gorman was like, "Oh, I guess you like Bruce Springsteen." You know, but it, honestly a lot of the times they come in and they just they're more concerned about you know how the the day's going to run and yeah. etc that they that they don't really pay attention to that stuff but yeah the struts for sure were commenting on it
0: uh, Awesome. <laughs> so uh, that like what is the love for Bruce the when did you become a Bruce aficionado the boss.
5: Uh,
3: No actually the boss. It's funny because people automatically assume, because of my age, that like I got it from my dad or something. But my my dad my dad despises Bruce Springsteen, so <laughs> that's that wasn't it. No, I I um I'll tell you when when I uh, when we first started doing um, vinyl at Blues Airman in like two thousand eleven, um, Bruce. Bruce was one of those artists. Obviously, everyone knows who he is, but you're not yeah. really familiar with the work necessarily. I knew "Born to Run," which is, in my mind, the best song ever written. But, yeah. um, and I knew, you know, I knew the hits, "Dancing in the Dark" and et cetera. But I bought a record collection from a customer, and it had the album uh, "Darkness on the Edge of Town" in it, and uh, from 1978 and uh i was like i'm gonna put this on something just possessed me to put it on and from that moment i was just hooked it was the it was the fucking best thing i had heard in a long time i mean it was like one of those like life-changing moments and um bruce is a total hero he's an inspiration i think as a as a human being and uh just you know i think he's he had a lot of struggles in his early days and I, i think i've always looked at that and used it as motivation same thing with um you know kiss with gene simmons and stuff like those guys beat a lot of odds to become who they are and i Mm -hmm. think that's something that we can all take some inspiration from but um since that moment i heard that record i've just been all about bruce (laughs) And and i get shit about it every day from people but that's fine you know
0: yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. that people give you shit about it. But I'm wondering, have you listened to or, or read his book?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, and I was not a huge Bruce. I'll tell you what. I was not a big Bruce Spring, Springsteen fan when I my my wife actually was a huge fan or is a huge fan. And um, she was like, oh, this book's really good. You should listen to it. And I'm like i'll be honest i was sort of like fuck bruce Springsteen. i'm like yeah, yeah. whatever he's got a few tunes and that's fine and so i, yeah, I, I listened it. to it and then i was like oh shit you know i gotta check out this older music when he's like ripping on the guitar and stuff and talking about that i'm like oh, really seriously and and then i so i went back and it all came in you know i like born to run and then like the river and um yeah, it was crazy. So then I became a huge fan, and I was like, "It was amazing." Just from that one book. Have you Have you ever seen him in concert?
3: No, I never.
1: Uh, I,
0: I didn't like him back in the day. I was like, "This guy, fuck this guy."
1: You, so. You've never You never got up to his uh, eight feet from his face and yelled, "What up?" Forty two <laughs> times.
3: <laughs> I have. <I'm> <laughs> I have. I mean, I've met I've met Bruce uh, three times, and every time he has been the Hands down, the nicest guy, and totally humble, and will stand there. He asked me my name and oh, th- and thanked me for being a fan, and just was like, I mean, he could have been doing that, so I'd leave him alone. He maybe was afraid I was gonna kill him or something. But yeah,
1: yeah, stop being like a Sweetwater guy and get out of the bush and just leave and stop killing <laughs> me. Seriously. <laughs> I, no, like, well, I, like my, I, like, I like my
3: boss metal zone. Leave me alone. Here's, here's my, my, my favorite interaction with Bruce Springsteen. I, uh, I, I've been able to be fortunate enough to play drums for uh, Robert Gordon, who's a total legend in the rockabilly world. And when he first came on the scene in the 70s, um, Bruce Springsteen wrote a song for him called Fire, which is like one of his biggest hits. And uh, Bruce does it now, and has done it in concert. And uh, uh, Sean Shishido who's in this chat, and myself went to uh, see Bruce when he had the Broadway show, which obviously everyone probably saw on Netflix, uh, but we saw it in person. And uh, it worked. We're we're um, we're waiting outside, and Bruce comes out, and I'm like, "Hey, Bruce," uh, I go, "I actually play drums for Robert Gordon," and he turns, and he's like, "Oh, really?" And I go, "I go, yeah," and he goes oh how's robert doing i haven't i haven't seen him in a while you know it <laughs> starts having this whole conversation with me and there's just pandemonium going oh, on around him like 500 people all like trying to get autographs and he's having this conversation with me which was was cool as hell right and then yeah. slater robert <laughs> gordon went to the show and you know saw bruce got to go backstage obviously because they're old right. friends and Bruce said to Robert, "Hey, your drummer was here a couple of weeks ago." And I was like, "Yeah, Bruce was talking about me. Fuck yeah, I've made it."
0: Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> that is awesome! Holy shit! Most of the time, yeah. when I meet people that I really look up to, I, I become like this stuttering asshole, just like, "Oh no!" And then you know they look at you like, "Oh boy, he's he's touched," and you yeah, have, I, I, yeah right? Sandwich, and you walk away. Well, the, you know what's what's
3: funny is I, I get what you're saying because I've seen people be like that. And I've been like that with, depending on who it is, you know. Yeah. But when we did the Getty Lee event, there was people that walked away from that table that were – they were shaking and they were crying and they were like – and I get it. I mean that yeah. meant a lot to people and that yeah. – that like it made me feel great, like that we were able to provide that experience to people, but people just fucking losing their minds. And I was like, How cool is this? You know, like you could just tell it meant that much to those people the way it meant that much to me meeting Bruce or meeting Gene Simmons, like yeah. th- that shit meant a lot to me. So I totally felt for those people and don't get me wrong. I'm a fucking huge Getty Lee fan. So oh, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty nuts Getty Lee sitting in my office going, so tell me about your business. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, can you tell me about fly by night? Right. <laughs> you know? Like- <laughs> oh man. Yeah he, uh, yeah.
1: he introduced himself to me and I was, Oh really? Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm I'm Getty. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard, and then uh, he, came, he came in the back, and the studio's there, and uh, he said, uh, well, why don't we cut the record right here? And so I said, uh, you fucking haven't returned my calls for four years. Why, why, why are we? How you want to talk to me? Like, this is my chance to get it. You like Getty he, didn't want to, he
3: didn't want to be upstaged on the bass. Is probably the problem, right? He, right.
1: He, he's heard the uh, the rigmarole around town. He knows, but
3: <laughs> of course he has. Uh,
2: no, the, best is that, uh,
1: the group photo at the end was uh, Getty Lee said, uh, Hey, uh, uh, Goldfish? Uh, Goldfish, yes. Uh, like the group photo at the end was Getty Lee's because he was, he, I, it just felt like home. And it's just, that's, I don't know. It, it sounds cheesy, you know,
0: you know, pretty edited out, but that's, that's what it's all about. It's just, you want to go event, there and that, show the records. Yeah. I was just you know, going to say that event was super fun because, um, like I said, I saw somebody from work. I saw, um, jenna mcshane i don't know if you guys know her she's a really great photographer in lansing and she was there and um and so you weren't supposed to put anything like you were just supposed to put your name on that card right you weren't yeah, like, right. put any fucking sayings or anything but i put in there that you know uh, to chuck marshall uh less paul or er, less paul less claypool sucks and <laughs> oh just- i remember dude i remember that music.
1: <laughs> that's where like like <laughs> i do remember that because I was the master between Getty and reality. <laughs> I yeah. was like, eh, you know, I'm told not to do this, but there's no way he's not going to laugh at this. And he did, and then he posted. He did. Twice. He goes, oh, there I, go. can't, yeah. I can't write this.
0: And I go, but, <laughs> but Primus sucks. And he goes, all right.
1: <laughs> oh, man, you're bringing back a memory now. Yeah, that was great. <laughs>
3: I've got a um I've got a, a lot of my guitars and basses hanging up in my office and I've got a Steve Harris signature uh P bass. Um Steve Harris from Iron Maiden yeah. for those that don't know. And uh and <laughs> yeah. Getty Getty's yeah. in there and he goes, What what is that? And I go, It's the Steve Harris P bass and he goes, Oh, yeah, Steve's a good guy. That <laughs> was that was all he said. He's like, yeah, yeah, Steve's a good guy. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, not bad. He makes good patty melt. There you go.
3: Yeah. Nice. And Steve, and like Steve Harris is totally another idol of mine. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Getty Lee just brought him up like he was just, just like they're just calling each other on Sunday. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, Steve Jones. Yeah, uh, Steve Iserman, Steve Harris, <laughs> Steve Iserman, Sean Iserman, which may be on the line here.
3: Right. <laughs> oh man, Matt. Matt's on a roll, man. He
0: is. He is.
1: We'll see what's on the cutting room floor, how much of a roll I want to put. Oh no. It's all we're keeping Chuck, all
0: that.
3: Chuck just Chuck just mutes your entire channel through your through their <laughs> podcast. It's just dead air of me talking and then Chuck talking. <laughs> oh
1: yeah.
0: I'll have to re record some audio with some the, like a voice. Yeah.
1: So. Hey oh, Ed McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the man of one and a half voices. Anyway.
0: Uh, does anybody else have any questions for Nick?
2: Rock City. Anybody? I see. I know. How about? Oh. Uh, tell us about the time uh, Frank Bello and your grandpa were drinking together.
3: Oh, that's what? a good one. But but hang on, we'll get to that. But I see that Tony Savona's trying to. Tony's a good customer. I don't know if he's trying to talk or he's just waving. I'm not sure. Tony, are you there? Are you trying to talk? Oh. Oh. Tony.
0: I don't see anything in the chat.
1: I think the lower left corner. I can see
3: I can see his mic is trying to come on, but it's just not Tony. It's not Tony, working. Tony. 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 Tony,
6: <laughs> Tony. He's got his hand raised.
3: It he says got, in the it says participants. Tony. Hand raised, He's Tony
6: Savona. He needs to go to the oh yeah, he, he just turned it off on mute. I mean he unmuted it.
4: Oh, there he goes. Tony, are you there? What's up? You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah hey Tony, go. what's happening, man? Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Good, really good, man. This has been uh this has been damn interesting, I gotta tell you. I'm loving it.
3: <laughs> I, I hope in a good way.
4: Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> hey, I just uh I just want to uh let the uh, the folks know who are online. Um the uh just real quickly, I one of these Really happy accidents. I was turning around in the parking lot where Rock City is and saw the building, didn't know it was there, saw that they, uh, you know, had instruments, lessons, uh, vinyl caught my eye because I'm into vinyl in a huge way. Yeah. So I go peek my head in there, see what's going on, started going back. Um, the staff, which a couple of you guys have already mentioned, just just terrific people, and Nick's probably tired of hearing me say this, but man, they just get it. You can talk to them about any genre, any musician, uh, and they just get it. And uh, I just, I just love going there. Uh, I love flipping through the vinyl and uh, you know telling stories uh, and listening to their stories and so on. Um, from the youngest one of those guys to the oldest, uh, they just get it, and it's a, it's a freaking joy to go there. I love it.
3: Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that, man. We love having you too. You're always you're always a pleasure to talk to you.
4: Hey, thanks. You're you're being kind, but thank you anyway.
3: <laughs> no, like I told you the other day, man. Tony the other day goes, Hey man, I know I can get off on some tangents, man, but if you ever if you ever gotta cut me off, just say, hey, shut up, I gotta I got something to do. And I said, No problem, Tony, I tell people that all the time. So so if, if I tell you I'd be happy to tell you to shut up if that was the case. <laughs>
4: No kidding. One one thing uh, which those of you who know Nick well, one thing that I learned um, all too quickly is uh, uh, tread lightly when it comes to kiss. <laughs> That's true.
1: Like if you want to bring up flick of the switch versus uh, creatures of the night, Ooh. you're gonna lose.
3: Uh, oh, it's creatures of the night without
1: question. Oh, Even boy. against uh, hot in the shade, you're gonna lose.
3: Oh, yeah, hot in the shade, for sure. I, I got a buddy yeah, I work with. You can't.
0: How does that compare, though? Like, so I'll be honest. I was a huge, like, huge Kiss fan, like all the pictures and stuff when I was, I was, I don't know, fuck, sixth grade to ninth grade, like, just huge into Kiss. Uh, one of my, the first albums I got was Kiss Alive, played the fuck out of that thing. My yeah, mom, one of the
3: best albums of all time.
0: Yeah, it, it is, still is. And my mom was freaking out, you know, because uh, I think Kiss Live Two. Which one had Cold Gin? Kiss Live One. K- 2. Kiss Live One. Yeah. So she heard the lyrics to Cold Gin. She said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't say what the fuck, but she said, "You know, it's basically what she was telling me. Like, well, you shouldn't be listening to this." I go, "Mom, it's it's just this is awesome." So, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna
3: tell this story real quick, Chuck, because my <laughs> yeah. mom's in here. She loves to tell this story. So my dad massive KISS fan, so when I was growing up, the the music was always on, and he was always playing the videos and everything, and I went with my mom uh, to, to like, it wasn't CVS at the time, I think it might have been Arbor Drugs, (laughs) and I was in the parking lot going, it's cold gin time again, (laughs) and I was like four, and my mom's like, everyone was looking, like, what is, why is this kid singing about cold gin?
1: Then he said, listen, people. Yeah, Let me tell you.
3: Listen, people. Oh, okay, man. listen now, people. I'm going <laughs> to tell you about some savings at drugs. <laughs> I didn't say that. I think they actually had Paul Stanley say that. Oh, uh,
0: So speaking of Paul Stanley. did St-
1: that cost you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard there's like a tape or a video of him doing all his like outtakes of all him, him talking and doing his. Uh, it, it, oh, yeah. Have you heard that?
3: Oh, of course I have. I've got I've got the extended seventy five minute cut of it.
1: (laughs) Why you Why you holding out on the other three hours for us? Like, well, uh, I've actually hung out with Nick, and like you know, nine hours, and that's all. We we just talked to each other like Paul Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. You want these ribs with sauce or without? (laughs) Dip or not? I not me. I don't give a fuck. Not today. (laughs) Not tonight.
3: Woo! <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? do you have a better way to spend your day than talking to Mike Paul Stanley? Exactly. But I will say that, that's, uh, that I think that definitely contributed to I had to have throat surgery a couple years ago, and I think the overextension of me doing Paul Stanley, Stanley. all the time ruined my throat. As you can see, it's also ruined Paul's. <laughs> uh, 100% worth it. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. So, so go ahead go ahead chuck i didn't mean to derail your you know, kiss no so that story. was
0: that was perfect that was actually perfect but you know i you know i was huge into kiss at that point in time up to the you know they did the individual albums but as soon as they took their makeup off i was like uh and i kind of lost interest and so i'm like how the hell did you stay on with the band like when creatures of the night and that shit came out because i was like oh, but oh I, I, rushed, so.
3: I i think you're going back to it in hindsight you know what i mean i wasn't there living it so i didn't i don't know what it was like when they took their makeup off and pissed everybody off and started (laughs) doing you know 80s hair metal and stuff but but to me like you listen to something like i don't know like the crazy nights record okay it's not destroyer i don't think anybody would say that it is but when you compare it to like you know, Cinderella Night songs and Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet." It's just Whoa. as good. Oh, yeah.
1: Night songs. Uh, yeah,
3: uh, dude, <laughs> I love Cinderella and I love Night songs, but don't be on here like it's not. It's
1: <laughs> and I love Rain and
3: blood, dude. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that that riff in Night songs. Oh, is, I love
3: man. it. To me, Night songs is the quintessential hair metal record. Is Night songs.
0: Well, So now I'm feeling like I need to go back and revisit because I, I think I was traumatized as a youth, you know, when they went from makeup to hair metal and, and I was into hair metal for a, for a little bit. And um, yeah. So I need to go back and check it out.
3: The I revenge, guess what, what the revenge album from the early nineties is, is fantastic.
0: And it's not underrated. I mean, it was a great tune.
4: Hey guys, this is yeah. Tony. This is Tony. I got to throw this in. I, I was more into, I was more into the hair metal bands videos. You got to love those guys' videos; just the most decadent shit yeah. that they could yeah. come up with. Uh, I mean, I, I like some hair bands musically, but I just love their freaking videos.
3: Yeah, oh right Oh, no, no, in dude, the day, dude, there's some great... and and you look to the productions, like how much money some of that shit must have costed. Like, think about. Uh, Cinderella, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone oh, video. Yeah. Tom Kiefer is playing piano next to a canyon. Like, they <laughs> had to take a piano out there and listen, f- get and get no, a helicopter
1: no. and all of that shit. No, like, listen, you, you have no idea. Kip Winger is still
3: hungry.
5: He hasn't had <laughs> enough
3: to eat, he's still hungry. <laughs> I don't think I don't think lyrically uh, Kip Winger is holding the candle to anybody but stage moves wise maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean is it about is it about a buffet? Is it about a woman? I'm going <laughs> to twirl and I'm going to play you some Yeah, hey,
5: little-
4: that could be one and the same actually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Oh. That, oh uh, yeah, winger. Uh, <laughs> hey hey Nick, uh, Nick, I got to ask you real quickly uh your uh your uh your thing about uh, station to station, you know with Bowie the other day was uh was just uh, spectacular, but yeah. I am sitting here looking. I'm sitting here in front of a ton of my vinyl, and I'm looking at a Charlie Sexton LP. And if I'm not mistaken, he hung out with Bowie for a few years.
3: Yeah, I, Play. I, you know, I believe so. I, he's been Dylan's guy for a long time. Um, yeah, he's been with Dylan. I think since time out of mind, maybe a little bit before that. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I'm not sure on the on Bowie. I know. Uh he's gone through so many eyes that it's hard it's hard to it's hard to say for sure, but I wanna say that you're correct on that.
4: Where's Dr. Tapatillo? He knows Yeah, somebody Google that shit because <laughs>
3: you
2: know
4: <laughs> hey, by the way, uh suggestion and then uh like I forgot to like uh, totally charge my phone so I'm dying fast here, but hey man, if you could if you could ever corral uh Tom Waits for oh, Rock City, man. oh my god.
3: Oh, well, yeah, I'd love sure. that, too. I don't think Tom Waits leaves his house anymore. Right, but, right. Uh, but yeah, oh, no doubt. Uh, we'd have to have a lot of coffee and cigarettes, but I think we could do that. <laughs> you know,
4: kitchen. hey, hey! if you don't mind, I'm going to blurt out a very quick Iggy story. Uh, guys, I used to, uh, back in back in my youth, uh, I wrote it for a few bands, one of which was the Motor City Mutants, later just the Mutants. Guys were insane, So we're doing a show at the St. Clair Shores Civic Arena. And Iggy was the headliner, obviously, some of his down years when nobody wanted to have anything to do with them. So anyway, I'm helping his crew set up on the stage. And uh, Iggy yells to me that he wants to mic. So I run over. There's like three or four mics laying on the stage. And I go, Iggy, which one? And he looks at me and he goes, the one that fucking works. (laughs) (laughs) And I
3: loved it. I loved it. That's (laughs) My my one and only Iggy experience was I uh, I I watched um, was it the it was when they did the tribute to Ron
5: Ashton oh, in in, yeah.
3: in Ann Arbor
5: yeah. you can't use that and uh, TV, just get rid of that I'll find something oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> I'm getting distracted. <laughs> I'm wearing we're headphones, in so I'm up. hearing everyone in, in <laughs> stereo. Um, so I, I saw th- they were doing that tribute to Ron Ashton, yeah. and Henry Rollins was the MC, and um, he sang uh, "I Got a Right" with the Stooges, and they had uh, they had Dennis Tech from Radio Birdman was playing all the early um, Stooges stuff, and then James Williamson obviously playing the raw power shit, and then Mike Watt on bass. And uh, Scott Ashton <laughs> like on drums, and, yeah. and, Amazing.
1: that's the li- that's a lineup right there. It yeah. is, and seriously, no, that's fucking classic. That's-
3: well, th- this is where it was like it was, I saw everything I needed to see for the rest of my life with Iggy Pop because Henry Rollins said, I got it right, threw the mic down, the band went into raw power <laughs> as the <laughs> opener, and Iggy ran out, you know, no shirt on or anything and they just crushed raw power and this is at the Michigan Theater so it's like a it's a Sweet. nice Gosh. yeah nice theater and as soon as they finish that song iggy goes i said i wasn't gonna do this cuz it's a nice fucking place but everyone rushed the fucking stage it like, was <laughs> People were coming. Uh, there was like people coming from outside, I think. Because like all of a sudden there was like a thousand people on the stage and there was still 1,200 people in the audience. Oh, it, was, man. it was crazy. And then, then they had to try and kick everybody off. But it was like just <laughs> that six minutes of like, Henry Rollins fronting the Stooges into raw power, into Iggy causing complete chaos. It was like there's nothing else ever needs to be seen of Iggy Pop for me. That was that was fucking perfect, you know.
4: Classic, classic.
1: Yeah, I don't have that beat, and I even paid an extra forty dollars to have uh, Henry Rollins watch me eat lima beans and then choke me out. Yeah, I, I can't beat that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? What is this? What do you That's mean? A fucking made up story. That's what I was. Like. I just wanted to be part of the group.
3: <laughs> Matt right. just had to feel like he he had seen Iggy Pop like like me and Tony I guess
4: I just want to be part of the group yeah hey, uh, hey it was it was really great chatting with all you guys uh, probably run into you guys at the store uh, now and then hey Nick one last thing um, all the all the people that you've had at the uh, the store the meet and greets I mean I was there for both Gary Holt I was there for Glenn Hughes like you said was phenomenal um, and um, Nita Strauss was just so freaking down to earth and so cool. Uh, she actually made me want to, you know, learn how to play the guitar faster. And she also made me, wish I was taller, but that's another story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, man, I'm, I'm signing off, man. It's been great. Thanks, Tony. Thanks Thanks, for
3: jumping on, man.
4: Yeah, man. Rock on. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon, Nick. Later.
3: Sounds good, Tony. Thanks.
4: Thanks. Awesome.
0: So does anybody else have uh questions for Nick?
3: Okay. Uh oh. Uh-oh. I, I see I see eight Shishitos here too. <laughs> Hello.
0: And John and Jeff.
3: Oh, John's here. Hi John. Hi Jeff. I think that's Jeff Osowski, would be my guess. And John Fitchett.
0: Yep, John Fitchett. Yeah.
3: Hello. Yeah, it's
6: Jeff Osowski. Hi, Jeff. I was on five hours of phone calls today. You know, Zoom meetings and this is the first one I'm actually enjoying.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Hey Chuck. I know What's that up, Chuck brother? too. Shit, What's going shit, on, man? How are, are you? Storm man, going good. Yeah,
3: we're doing we're That's getting through good. it, man. Glad to hear it, brother. We're, we're we're doing it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff said he's been on the phone for five hours. Nobody is on the phone more than Jeff. I've never seen anybody take a, take more phone calls than Jeff Ostowski. So that makes sense. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, and I see Wolf there. Wolf, what's happening, buddy?
6: <laughs> hey, Nick, it gets better. I got a 9 o'clock with Nissan. Oh, uh, 9 p.m.? Well, you got to talk to them when the plants are down. Oh, so. man. Ugh. Holy that, cow. Wow.
3: Yeah, see, this is... The, the, these are the, Matt was asking earlier, like, what are the moments where you, re, you know, where you have a real, you go, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah. When Jeff just told me you had to call Nissan at 9 p.m., that's one of those moments where I go, well, at least I don't have to do that. It, it
5: sounds to me like <laughs> Jeff's making a shit ton of money and needs to spend more of it next door. Je- I, Je-
6: I spend my Yeah, share. I was just going to say, Jeff
3: just took home a very nice uh, uh, Gretsch professional, Brian right.
2: Setzer. Oh, nice.
3: Yeah,
6: I already had eight. I didn't need the ninth one, but I had to have that one. <laughs> See? I think I've heard of him.
5: Hey, you, you know, we all know <laughs> yeah. that there's 32 alternate tunings to a guitar, so therefore we all need 33 guitars. One for standard tuning and one for all the 32 alternates. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, do you need a job? Man? No, actually, yeah. you, actually, Nick, you can't support Chuck. me with
5: what I do for a living, brother, but I support you 100%. <laughs> man. <laughs> Thank you, I
3: appreciate that.
5: I'll come. I'll come work for one day just to get a staff shirt, Nick. <laughs> right, That—that's
3: uh, we usually don't give staff shirts until thirty Damn, days.
1: Bro. Caught out
5: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost had one. Oh man! Come on, now. That should be a Matt movie. has one. You have and don't fucking it do just that. not
1: fit. It doesn't fit me because I'm too busy not playing Gretches. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here you go.
0: Well, uh, we are just about out of time, guys. Um, it's been fantastic to to see you all and to um, be able to talk and share stories. It's been so good, Nick. It's fantastic. And- Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to do
3: it. I, I know we were both like we weren't sure what we were going to get because I'm technically not a band. I play in <laughs>
0: bands, but uh, well, no, we were like I said. Rock City music is like the culmination. You, you have the bands and the fans going there, right? Yes. So, Yeah. And I, I do need to get my ass over there because you keep showing all this fucking awesome vinyl. I'm like, God, especially the Alice Cooper. Um, I oh, yeah,
3: the new, the new Alice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good, too. I know. I see you post all the time on Facebook, like your Sunday cooking tunes. And I'm but like, I mean, I've got all those
1: records. <laughs> it's my favorite, Chuck. I'm going to step in over Nick. I love
0: it. It's always,
1: oh, I love it. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> so I've got one last question for, for everyone. Yes. Uh, and that is, it's a controversial question. Uh-oh. Throw it out there on fans of bands a lot. Pineapple or no pineapple on pizzas? Absolutely
3: not. It's an insult you, to Nick. pizza. No way! You put no. pineapple on a pizza anywhere near me, I will throw it in the
6: garbage. <laughs> well, wait a second, buddies used to have whole pineapple rings, oh. and when they did that, it made it worthwhile because it was my mom. It was my mom's favorite. We grew up right by. I grew up. Somebody mentioned the mutants. I grew up with um, Art Lysak's brothers. I went to school with them. And played at Lily's as a kid when I was in punk bands. But I grew up right by the original Buddies. And that's the only place I would ever eat pizza because there's a whole pineapple ring. And it was my mom's favorite. So I had to buy it, you know, especially as she got older, you know, just to see the, you know, the glint in her eye when I'd bring over a pizza in my lunch hour. I'd run over there or whatever. But anywhere else, yeah, it's garbage.
3: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm Italian. As all Italians have to tell you that they're Italian. And I just find it just <laughs> repulsing, to be honest with you. Oh, man. So, hey,
2: so Chuck, uh, how about you? Pineapple.
0: <laughs> Put your mask on. <laughs> Chuck, how about you? How about no, for pineapple? Not. No, absolutely
5: not. No. No pineapple. No. Only thing worse than pineapple on pizza is fucking anchovies, man.
3: Yeah, I I I used to I don't I don't eat any of that stuff anymore. But when I when I did, I didn't mind anchovies in like a in a Caesar salad or something. Yeah, on a pizza, you might as well just drink salt. You know, (laughs) just be real thirsty after the fact. Right, Right,
0: exactly. You want and and Mandy, I think you want to go ahead, Chuck.
5: put pineapple and anchovies on the motherfucker and no one will eat it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. If you want, yeah, if you want, if you want everybody to leave your house during a party, just throw that pizza <laughs> on the table for sure. That's that's exactly it. Put the good exactly in put yeah, that pizza like, on
5: top for everyone else to eat and fuck them all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. Here, I got one quick, I, I got one question to ask this group because there's a lot of people in here that I know will have an opinion on this. Yeah, go for it. And, I, and it's a question, I probably get asked this question once a week, <laughs> and it's, who is the greatest guitar player of all time? That's
5: subjective, oh, just like the greatest drummer skinny. of all time. It's subjective, depending on what type of music you listen to. There's too many fucking great ones to say the greatest of all time.
3: Oh, boy. I, that's usually my explanation, but then when I'm forced to give an answer, I have one.
0: Oh, really? So you have one. All right. Our
1: greatest yeah. jazz guitar. I'm going
3: to throw Man, mine out. Uh,
1: pep- pepperoni mushroom. <laughs> 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 oh, we're talking. Okay, now. Okay. No, we've All moved right, on,
3: right. Matt. Matt, we're on a
1: different <laughs> subject now. I was waiting. I was waiting for my time and uh, pepperoni mushroom
3: continue who's who's your who's the, your pick for greatest guitar player so. No, so
1: now I oh. had to wait for the pizza motherfucker, so start at the <laughs> beginning and I'll get back to me
3: okay uh, go uh, Shishito go ahead ah oh, greatest guitar
2: player um it's gotta be just that. it's gotta be
3: H shishido says Richie Blackmore or Joe Satriani
0: oh alright
3: what do you think Chuck Marshall?
0: Uh I would go with AldeMiela. I don't hear I love Aldi Aldi. Miola, and he's not somebody sure. I ever hear name
3: checked when, when people ask me this question.
0: Yeah, I would throw no, well, He's
1: he's he's up there for my, me.
0: My heartfelt uh pick is Randy Rhodes, but um because he inspired me to play guitar, but then I Heard Di Miola and I was like, holy shit. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, Di Miola is incredible. And um, my go to, oh. my go to always. Oh. To me, just like can do anything and just plays the instrument like nobody else. There is, like,
0: everybody.
6: Say it again. You yeah, Nick, you,
0: you froze right when you said it. No. Oh, nobody heard me? No. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. Leave it in mystery. No, I I, I, I said uh, I said Jeff Beck.
0: Oh. Alright.
3: Yeah, no nobody plays the instrument like that, and he's just Gary Moore. I look yeah, Gary Moore is my second. I go back and forth between the two. Very nice. That's my that's my pick, Gary Moore.
0: Did we did we get the other chuck? Uh, I I can't name one. There's two
5: there's too much oh, to yeah. money, man. I listen to too many genres exactly. of music, and I can't. I would, I would say going from like the jazz, the, the trio and shit, to fucking just full-blown beat your fucking brain in metal, I got to put Nick up at the top just because he's so versatile. Oh, yeah. And thanks to Nick, I got to meet yes. that motherfucker.
1: That's, that's- <laughs> awesome. 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 That would oh. I would love oh, to be. that so
5: fucking, fucking guy. cool, dude! So fucking cool, so down to earth, great dude. Yeah, well,
1: after, so the, first, well, the first time I was uh, starstruck was uh, meeting him, and the picture shows it. I was uh, I, I couldn't believe the moment that I met him. That was <laughs> when, that was a big
3: one. When when we had Alex at the store, uh, we went down that night and saw Testament at the Majestic, and. Afterwards, you know, he had left us passes and was like, "Oh, yeah, you did bail." He left us passes well, and he's like, "Oh, d- just, just hang out the after the show suckers. and I'll come, I'll come out and see you." And he and he's like, "Here, you want to go to the bar and get a beer?" And we went to Hopcat and we sat oh. until two o'clock in the morning oh. with Alex Skolnick oh. arguing about the Beatles. Actually,
1: yeah, and actually, I had to miss that moment so that I could see the Super Suckers. With my oh. wife, she'd never seen the Super Suckers. Yeah, yeah. And we had to meet Eddie Spaghetti, and it was uh, for me. It was a toss-up, two <laughs> favorites, but she had okay. never seen the Super Suckers, so we had to go do that. But uh, I love, I love
3: the Super Suckers, but they play here like once every three months, so you probably could have waited on that. <laughs> I know, but
1: my wife had never seen it, and it was, you know, I love my wife, and she loves both bands, and the answer is Billy <laughs> Gibbons. <laughs> yeah no Bill, billy gibbons and gary moore that's yes. the tie for top three
3: but there was it, it was it was you were supposed to pick one matt not give a top three <laughs> i could give a well, top 20 if you want real quick probably give a top well one, probably. next time you big <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly
1: okay, well if you can bring billy gibbons then i can have my trifecta oh so bring yes. him
3: to the store there you go. oh maybe i that would be sweet i'd love to have billy i mean that would be great oh, but... he
1: is the master of time every note he plays yeah
3: plus he uses plus he uses eight on his guitar and gets that kind of tone yeah. he might use a two and a half that's how
5: loose it is man. <laughs> yeah oh. yeah oh. Throw, yeah. some, oh. throw some throw some twelves on did. it with some Duncan invaders and drop that motherfucker down to a C sharp and just dredge bodies through fucking bloody mud. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, there you have it, folks. I that's stand got, corrected.
3: That's got that's got good te- uh, good good charm as well. Yeah, and Chuck. the problem
5: is, I'm a drummer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you're, hey, you're you're talking. How about I'm the drummer that owns a guitar store? How did uh, that happen? <laughs> Because,
5: because drummers how did know that happen because you love fucking music nick and i've known you since you were an employee at the guitar store you fucking bought and turned it into what you turned it into today so <laughs> hell yes
3: yeah hell, hell yes.
5: yes
3: hell yes yeah. thank you chuck
0: yeah, well, thank you guys so much for being a part of Fans with Bands. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to. <laughs> well, I will be in the store shortly, Nick, because I got to get that goddamn vinyl. And um, can't wait to see the Did rest you- of you guys, hopefully in the near future in the real world. Hey, yes. hey Chuck, yes, you, sir. are you saying All you've right.
5: never been to Nick's store? Yeah, thanks for doing this. This is
6: fun. No, back. I
0: have been to Nick's store. I just got to get there. You're again lucky because I'm safe. Put-
5: never been to Nick's store. I'm never watching another one of these again, brother. Mm-hmm
0: i <laughs> know no. no, no. oh, i've been there i've been there a few times i bought my uh my boss uh katana there and i've gotten some vinyl there and i gotta go back for some more vinyl because uh and and he out he, there.
3: he ordered a pedal from us right after the pandemic happened and it got lost in the mail like everything was at the beginning of the pandemic and then chuck came- Dump the fucking box for the pedal, not the actual pedal.
0: That's right. I, I open up and go, uh Nick, I got a box.
3: <laughs> I'm like, how could I have been so fucking dumb?
0: He's like, oh man, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, dude, don't worry, man. There's only one sandal in here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's left it's 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 a middle footage, it's not left or
3: right. It,
0: what's going on? Oh man. All right. Thanks again, guys. It's great to see you. And uh See you in the real world sometime soon.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys. Good talking to y'all. Thanks again, Chuck.
0: Yep. Take care. Sooner than later, I hope.
1: Cheers. Yes. Stay safe. Cheers.
0: Thanks again to Nick from Rock City Music Company, as well as fans, Maddie, Carrie, Tony, Sean, Jeff, and Chuck, for joining me on this episode of Bands of Bands. Get over to Rock City Music Company in Livonia and pick up a guitar, some pedals, an amp, and some vinyl, and start jamming. Everybody working in the store is awesome, and they will hook you up. See the show notes for more details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.